awaiting the sun feels like awaiting a dear friend at an airport. It's always lovely to be there before they arrive. The anticipation of them coming, knowing the smile in your own self when you see them. And also the happiness when they see you. Yes, the sun is an entity, our earth is an entity, every planet is an entity, all have consciousness. It's like scales again, when you look inside a drop of pond water and see a whole world in there of creatures. And here we are living at this world, this plane of existence and the planets likewise in their solar systems, in their galaxies. Living individual, yet connected as we are. Personalities, places, times. To have a physical presence is to have a consciousness. To have a physical presence is also to have a black hole and yes, someone laugh at that. That's totally fine. <laughs> a black hole in the terms of physics. That is an area of intense gravitational pull. Because if one thinks of having an object that you could then cut in half and 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 in half. That theory makes it infinite. Likewise, we can have infinite density. We have a place of no thing. The physical form's not created yet but on the edge of the black hole is what physics calls the event horizon the edge of the black hole is where the energy slows enough to become physical particles indeed the reason we see things is because they've slowed to the frequency that's in alignment with our vision's ability we've tuned into this frequency. And I must say, standing here, awaiting the dear friend, Nunda, the sun to rise. It is a magnificent frequency. The sky, starting up high. That's what I saw when I first opened my eyes. It's purple blue then it's the same colour but less intense as it moves towards the horizon. Like washed out but super bright. It's changing as I speak. Almost a lemon yellow with a dustiness through it to the horizon of yellow apricot mix. Then there's a band of clouds that's so low, sits on the horizon 
bringing a blue-gray just above the dark blue of the horizon itself. And like one of the watercolour painters told me, always do the horizon darker. That's how it is. And it's funny to look at it because obviously it's not how it is, but it is how it appears. And again, there's a darker line for the horizon. Then it becomes silky, reflective, almost looking like blue mercury. It's quieter today, so the surf is not big. I'm listening now. There's still an occasional loud wave, meaning somewhere out there, there's a wind moving. But maybe much further away. So the waves are further apart. The yellow is getting brighter. The blue strip almost looks like a green now before it goes to a pink and still the purple above, purple blue. It's not just me standing here smiling in anticipation. There's a sandpaper fig, there's an angophora, a bottle brush tree. The iron bark banana palms, the thing that makes little white flowers and interestingly a dorianthes also called gymea lily. These are huge for a flower. The base is around two meters wide with long strappy leaves. Up from the middle about 16 feet. Yes, I'm thinking about more than three of me <laughs> is held lofty, a red bunch of flowers, which are around again a foot wide and almost the same high. And what that tells us is the whales, the whales are moving up the coast. And I appreciate the sharings from both the Darawal knowledge holder, Fran Bodkin, and also the local Garamagal knowledge holder, Dennis Foley, for sharing how the signs of nature link us in it's not that this particular date on a calendar means something. It's when the Dorianthes, the Gymea lily is in flower, the whales are starting to move up the coast from the south in the abundant food to the north in the warm breeding waters. When the Dorianthes have finished and the flowers are turning to large seed and black and bringing down again, the whales are returning, returning with their young. A big bush turkey flies out of the tree, landing on the chicken cage. Chickens coo, 
quietly. From here I know it will get up to the ground quite quickly and spend the rest of its day there. Ancient birds they are, called megapodes. Thousands of years old. They really have a dinosaur look around them as well. I love them. Funny things. Some people not so keen because their natural work is to create a nest by digging up the leaf litter and allowing the natural composting to keep the egg warm. The male will come and check the temperature, taking more leaves off or putting more leaves on. The male bird stays with the nests until the chicks hatch, digging their way out. They need to be independent as soon as they arrive. That one's made it to the ground and another has made it to the top of the chicken cage. They do fly up into the trees at night, stay away from the foxes and other predators. Big, heavy birds, short wings flapping loudly. They fly down in stages. Here comes another from the top of the tree to a lower branch. We'll hear it again soon. So yes, some gardeners are not so keen because they dig up their mulch pathways and around their garden beds. However, the importance of these animals, these diggers in the bushland reserves is so clear. I know from a bushfire perspective, which is a very strong consideration, how do we manage bushfire? I know that we had traditional burning in patches over the years with the First Peoples, but I also know we had so many animals that dig over the surface, keeping the leaf litter moist, putting it a little under the surface, which makes it much easier. There's three white cockatoos flying over, which makes it much easier for the invertebrates to start breaking down those leaves. Damp and chewed upon by a million little mouths and different excretions of salivas that come out of different organisms and mold, slime molds and fungi. Leaves are quickly converted back to soil. There's not a big dry buildup, even in the eucalypt forests. I've been in eucalypt forests where foxes have been excluded. Foxes are not natural to this part of the world. And I know, neither am I, <laughs> in theory. But from an, if we stay just at the moment from an ecological perspective, these birds, the megapodes, the turkeys that is, the bandicoots, I'm just watching them crash around in the trees. Um, the, yeah, the megapodes, the bandicoots, all those that scratch and dig and turn dry leaves back underneath result in a forest that has little to burn and certainly not the hot, fast burns you get from large build-up of dry eucalypt leaves. So bringing that balance by bringing back our creatures, all have a name, all have a story, all have a place. And in this day, 
May my eyes see and know a thousand beautiful things, and my hands hold 100 sacred objects. And as I look around, I see great beauty in all I see. And that reminds me to see great beauty in myself. It reminds me to be an instrument that creates beauty. Beauty above, beauty below. Beauty to the east, beauty to the west, beauty to the north, beauty to the south, beauty all around. Grandmother Parisha shared stories of being in very hardcore places in terms of confronting what humans do to each other. And in these, the key is to find beauty somewhere. Find the beauty. It may be a colour, it may be the way someone's hair curls, it may be a pattern in a street or a flower that's making it through. Maybe an arrangement of stones upon the earth. Find the beauty. Drink it in, swell the heart. Emanate that out for all which has gone on in front in these times of those places. To feel and be able to hold and emanate The appreciation of something beautiful is a gift to those who are ascending, those leaving their bodies at that time, or those grieving, those in a hard place will feel touched by that. And that has no time or space. You can do that. As you look at the beauty in a plant and feel it in your heart, See that for all. You are the beauty way. You make a difference. <laughs>